<laughs> hey everybody, it's Dave here, and we are about to start Two Old Bloggers, where Darren and myself talk about your Minnesota Vikings, and this is the pregame show of the Vikings versus the Bears down in Soldier Field. Stick with us. After we go in. Welcome to Two Old Bloggers, your 2021 pregame show for the Vikings. Hey everybody, happy Saturday afternoon to you. And what makes today even greater is we got football on tonight. As the NFL moves yeah. to the Saturday schedule, one of the games got moved to Tuesday or Wednesday, oh, whatever it is. All because of COVID. Tuesday, probably be a game Wednesday as well. Who the hell knows? We'll get to, we'll figure it all out. There has not been a game on Wednesday though, ever. No, that's the one game they haven't. How are you doing, Darren? How's things up north? Uh, good. Uh, I'm, uh, I hear Brashad Breeland's moving up here. Yeah, and we get into that. Yes. <laughs> hey, Drew. Uh, um. Well, well, let's do. Let's do get into that. We'll flip on over. Let's. And just about 45 minutes ago, the Minnesota Vikings put out a little tweet. Looks like this. Vikings have waived quarterback Brashad Breland. Brashad Breland. And Brashad answers via Instagram or whatever, and it was just, wow, is what he wrote. <laughs> question is, does anybody know why? Dave, I hear that you know why. I feel well, that there's, uh, there's going to be... I mean, there's a couple things. One, he's talked about... Um, he's told the fans on Twitter they can suck on his pickle or something to yep. that effect. Um, there's other things, Wasn't, but according to... quite that eloquent, but anyway. Yes, according to Chris Thomason... He writes a tweet oh, a little over 30 minutes ago. It's been up and down year for Bashad Breland. On and off the field, he was sued in a civil lawsuit for $15,070 back on October 6th by two other residents of the Minneapolis apartment complex. He allegedly continually... And his guests continually um, have been smoking cannabis in violation of a smoking addendum. I wonder if Holton Hill was there with him. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. But obviously, um, Bashad Breland is no longer a starting corner on your Minnesota Vikings. So. Yeah, the that tweet from Thomason uh, makes sense to me because when I, I maybe you felt the same way when that came out, we know Breland has been uh, up and down, more down than up this year. Uh, he's uh, not been a popular guy with fans on the social media side of things, uh-huh. with with the, with the, that sort of the thing, and and not that that uh, teams care a whole lot about 
uh, how bad you are on social media if you're playing well. But uh, exactly. that just added, he wasn't playing well, so I uh, added a bit of fuel to the fire. He has had some good games, so let's I'd want to be fair about that. But I just really felt that if this was performance-related, it's an odd time of the year to cut a, your starting corner. Uh, like with four games left in the season on a playoff push, even if he's been playing bad, he's a veteran. They've put up, they hadn't benched him. They put up with him all the previous 13 games through his ups and downs. I really felt that this had to be some sort of off the field issue that was going on with him for them to cut him now, especially when uh, you look at who's going to come in to replace him. Uh, you know, the Vikings do not have a whole lot of depth at corner right now. So I would, uh, that, that tweet makes a lot of sense and uh, but, not uh, great timing. I don't even know if that's the reason. I'm betting it's something that happened. When it first came out and I started to inquire, I said, did something happen last night or yesterday? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's back in October, right? They yeah. had to have known about that for a long time. You would think somebody in the office knows, hey, one of our guys ended up on a court blotter. Um, but they've got to, something happened. We'll get more of the story as it works its way out, I'm sure, throughout the week. But if it is not if it is not performance related, yes, the mm-hmm. the more will come out on that, and and we'll learn a bit more about what happened. Certainly, we're not going to find out from the Vikings the real reason why they cut him. If it's an off the field issue, they'll just uh, wordsmith it up and uh, get the PR guy to 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 come up with some uh, holding lines and key messages, and away they'll go. Well, Simmer even had a press conference two three hours ago today, and he was asked. Bashad Breland wasn't it on practice today. And, <laughs> yeah. and Zimmer said, it's not injury injury related. And it wasn't until no. afterwards that the Vikings went, gone, see ya. Well, that's right, yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna send out that tweet before a coach availability with the media that's going to happen afterwards uh and uh yeah it'll be uh the the thing is raymond and wayne on here but but based on how the uh uh, zimmer handled uh in the thursday night game you remember when when breland went out with an illness and that's kind of the weird thing with breland is there was two games this year where he was out halfway through the game because he was sick Mm -hmm. like i don't know what the hell that guy eats before games and he was throwing up on he was throwing up on the sideline and a garbage can he better get a new new chef uh but uh, but anyway I, I when you last in that Steelers game Zimmer went with when Breland went out he put Boyd in the game instead of Cameron Dantzler which I thought was interesting and then when Boyd did that dumbass taunting, taunting thing after he made a nice play then Zimmer put in Dantzler but he didn't leave Dantzler in there very long that leads right. me to believe that on Monday night against the Bears, it's going to be Patrick Peterson and Chris Boyd as your two starting corners, uh, and not Dantzler, even and though Dantzler is a far better. Yeah, and uh, even though Dantzler is a far better corner than Chris Boyd is, uh, in my opinion, and uh, but he just Dantzler just keeps on ending in and out of Zimmer's doghouse for whatever reason. Well, and I do. There's a lot of things I like about Boyd in this game, and there's things I like. What about are those things? things? Well, every once in a while, he's decent. Um, it's just, but then he does the bonehead shit like last week. Um, yeah, well, in the in the um, in the Baltimore game, I think, which was the one where Boyd played when Breland was out, uh, and uh, that they did the stats on that one, and he was thrown at twelve times. 
the the team completed eight of them, and the other four that were not completed were either dropped by the receiver or were overthrows. Okay. And then against the Steelers game, he got burned. Now, he didn't have bad. He had pretty good coverage on that one that James Washington caught. Uh, Washington out, out leaped him and, and, you know, got a simultaneous catch. But then there was the P.I. as well, and I don't know. Uh, I just yeah, – but if, if he's in there, he's in there. And obviously, whatever Breland did is so bad that they're going with Boyd or Dantzler, either one. So. Yep, yep. All right, let's get Next into man up. Moving on. Normal stats for today. We'll start out with the offense. The Vikings offense has actually dropped down a couple spots. Um, PFF, they stayed the same at 11. Football sighters, they dropped a little bit there at 11. And if you get to Elias, you'll see that we're up to fourth in yards. Uh, seventh in passing, dropped down a little bit. Uh, t- went up to tenth in rushing, went up. Because last week we had a great rushing game. Yes. It wasn't the greatest. Yeah. And points were at 11th. So that's not too bad. We've taken 18 sacks. And uh, keep that sack number in mind when we look at uh, Chicago. And we're third in uh, giveaways with uh, 10, which is the third least. Over I've on, been ticking, uh, ticking up a bit the past couple of weeks, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, the Bears defense, PFF has them 30th overall. Football outsiders 24th, so neither of them like them a whole lot. Uh, football outsiders likes their run defense a little bit better. But when you get to the Elias, the raw numbers on yards, they're only eighth. Passing, they're seventh. Rushing, yeah, they can be run on, according to them, 24th. Points, 24th. They're fourth in sack production. And they're 29th in uh, turnover um Making turnovers. Generated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turnovers generated. generated, yeah. Now to flip over. Flipping the sides of the field. Our defense is down slightly per PFF. Their offense is worse than our defense at 22. Then we go 19. Down slightly for football outsiders. Uh, pass and run are about the same. And then we have... Uh, they're 26th on offense for DVOA, which didn't move over the week. They're 27th on pass, 19th on the run. We'll talk about the run in here in just a bit. And then we get to yards, or Elias, the bulk stats. As you can see, yards-wise, our defense hasn't been that good this season. It's not a top five defense. Sorry, Mike. Um, and you can look, we're pretty consistent. The only one thing that has stayed true most of the season, we're number one in sacks. We have 41. Five last week helped. Uh, I was wondering, there was a hot take on uh, Luke Braun's show that somebody said we're going to get 10 sacks on Monday night. Hey, I'd love to see it. I don't think we're going to get that many, but I would like to get, you know, three, four, five. That would be nice. And then... uh, we're 17th at generating turnovers. We generated 16 of them. Now, over on the other side, the Bears' offense, 22, 26, right? Not good. 
neither of the advanced stats. Then we get into Elias, and they basically suck. 31 yards, 32 passing, 7th rushing. We'll talk about that. Um, 28th on points, not good. They've given up 42 sacks this season. 42. That's a lot. 41. That's where somebody's thinking we might have a big sack game. And they've uh, uh, given away 20 Turning the ball over a lot. Balls. Yeah. So, I said, Turn now when we get to uh, special teams, we're six. We dropped one spot. They're third. They jumped from like 10th to third or something like that. And it's all because of Santos. <laughs> Yeah, but amazing what and a 97-yard punt return will do for you, I guess. Yep, exactly. Now, looking at the injury reports. This, I checked this morning. All right, this may have changed. They may have updated it since, but I checked this morning. I'm not putting outs or questionables because we don't know yet. That probably won't come out till tomorrow um, or maybe even out today. But as of this morning... Our injury report was actually pretty good. Thielen was a DNP, and then limited practices for Darrison and Kendricks. I expect both of those two individuals to play. Um, from what I'm hearing, Darrison is back on the field doing just about everything. Kendricks, it was he's sore back. He's dealt with that before. Thielen, they're hoping Thielen will get in, but a high ankle sprain we all know can take three to four weeks. And generally, don't. if these guys don't don't practice at all in the three, then they're they're almost never right play. Like and, and, so. and he's been a D, DNP the first two days, and we'll find out more today. Mm-hmm. But it was not looking good. Joseph, why did we trade Mike Hughes away? Injury issues because <laughs> he wasn't any good, and he wasn't. That's why. And he's he not, hasn't been very good, and been very good in, in, uh, in Kansas he's, City either. <laughs> Now he's made some. Had a plays. couple of good games lately. Had a couple, but he was the only thing he was doing until uh, um, uh, Sneed uh, went out because his brother died. Was he was returning punts? That's all he was doing for Kansas City before the last two weeks. Uh, so I don't know. Like I, to me, when people say, "Why didn't we keep Mike Hughes?" Well, I would probably would have kept him too, just because of depth reasons and why the hell not? Uh, and the fact that we traded him and got. Uh, like a sixth or a uh-huh. fifth, but we got a sixth, but we traded a, Hughes in a seventh or how that all, right. how, how that all worked. Um, it didn't, yeah, it didn't. Uh, it just, I, I wasn't looks, all that. It again looks poorly on the first round picks of late. Yep. Getting into sure. the Bears. There's some names on here. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver, one of their starters, DNP. Um, you got Jason Peters, also a starter, lineman, DNP. Um, He's been ruled out. Has he? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Ruled out for the game. Then as uh, Drew stated just a bit ago, he wouldn't break his heart. It wouldn't break his heart if Raquan Smith, who is limited, gets ruled out there at the end as well. Uh, oh, nice little, nice little comment down right there by, about Breland. Uh, after a verbal altercation today at practice with the coaches, took off his cleats, got into multiple, got into it with multiple teammates who were trying to calm the situation. That would do it. That would greatly do it. Thank you, Steve. 
especially when you're not playing well. Mm-hmm. Wayne says, I'm thinking if uh, I'm thinking if Justin uh, Jefferson had done that, he'd still be on the team. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> all right, now that's the injury report. We know take us there's something minutes. else in play this week across the NFL. It's going to take, take us about 20 minutes to get through this COVID report. <laughs> Over 150 players have come down with COVID this week. They've had to move, what, three football games already? Uh, yeah. Another one to Monday and two to Tuesday because of it, because the the league is or the Players Association doesn't want to forfeit games because they lose game checks. Everybody's screaming. It's the Omicron, which has very little or no symptoms, and blah, 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 blah. So we get to the COVID report. I checked this as of this morning. And here's your COVID report. Both teams, Daniil Hunter's on it for us, which we all went, whoa, they stuck Daniil Hunter on it. I thought he was on IR. He still is on IR, but he's now on both. Still part of the team. Yeah. Um, The big ones for us is Alexander Madison. Kene Wongu will be backing up Dalvin Cook this weekend. Dan Chisna, the special teams ace, is out. And other than that, Didi Westbrook, I wouldn't call. I mean, he's a backup wide receiver. back. He's punt returner, but okay. He's our main punt returner. Yeah. Yeah. On their side, there's also quite a few here. Allen Robinson, another starting wide receiver, is out. That's a biggie. Um, I'm trying to remember who else is there besides Andy Dalton, but we're going to see Justin. Well, Taylor. there's yeah, like there's there's a few, right? Like uh, Artie Burns, uh, Eddie Goldman, Mario Edwards Jr., uh, and uh, Eddie Jackson. Those are all guys that either starters or uh, key rotational guys for the Bears' defense. So if they're not playing, that's a lot of. Uh, key contributors that they won't have for the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, Akeem Hicks, who hasn't been playing the past few weeks with an ankle injury, is not on the injury report, yeah. and, he, and he will be playing. And I would say that one Akeem Hicks is worth about three Eddie Goldmans uh, <laughs> because uh, the Vikings have nobody who can block the guy when he's healthy and uh, and uh, engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a, that's a big plus for the Bears to get him back in the lineup, Akeem Hicks. A uh, great player, but uh, I don't like seeing him when he's playing the Vikings because he's always in our living in our backfield when he plays against us. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's move on to our first topic. You wanted to talk about David Montgomery and that Chicago running game. Right here, I just yeah, it was more. We're going to see it. He's going to hand off and 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 hand off come Monday night. Now, Monday night, I looked at the weather forecast. Weather looks relatively Thanks, Dave. nice. It's, uh, that is good. Uh-huh. The weather is uh, right around freezing. It'll start a little bit above and get to right around 30 by end of game. There's about a... The wind will pick up to only about 10 miles an hour to feel like temperature in the mid-20s. Fahrenheit, of course. Um, it's going to be pleasant. There's no big it's, winds. There's no snow, no rain, no nothing. It's just a nice December evening in Chicago. About as good as you could expect. Well, Chicago tell us about David Montgomery. 
David Montgomery, yes, Dave. I really like David Montgomery, um, but uh, I don't like him when he plays against the Vikings. And uh, the, 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 you know, the last two games in Minnesota that the Vikings lost to the Bears, he's rushed for well over 100 yards per game. And last year was, I think, um, he had a, a buck 45 and two TDs, uh, along with 30 over 30 carries. Um, Montgomery's a kind of a guy. He's a r- running back who's kind of at least his running style i feel is similar to Najee harris who the vikings played thursday night um you know tough runner great balance generate breaks a ton of tackles and is uh, generates a lot of yardage after contact and last year in that game the, the against the bears the second last game of the year at home uh he just broke tackle after tackle after tackle the the vikings defense could not stop him if they had kept him somewhat under wraps the vikings would have won that game quite easily i think but they couldn't stop him and uh, they have to make life difficult for david montgomery this year is if you look at a stat you're like oh well you know he's got on uh, 608 yards uh, four tds no biggie yeah but he's missed he missed several games because of a knee injury and he just came back uh, i think two weeks ago uh didn't have a great game against the the packers on S- sunday night but then um you know, uh, especially in the second half, the game kind of got away from the Bears. They couldn't really run the ball. But uh, he's a guy that uh, I think is going to give the Vikings defense, run defense a lot of trouble uh, because of the fact that you think you got him, but you really got to do- devote not just one tackler, but two tacklers, maybe three or four, to bringing him down because he is so tough. He's got such great balance. He's so good at breaking tackles and gaining three or four or more extra yards after first contact. And if he is generating the kind of runs like he did in the last year's game at, at Vikings. Now remember the when the Vikings played at Soldier Field last year and won that game, Montgomery was not he was out. He was not in the game. He did not play. Mm-hmm. Uh he did play in the Minnesota game and absolutely killed us. Uh if he is allowing the the the, the Bears run offense and we saw the Elias stats, they're seventh ranked in rushing. I think basically because uh, a lot of that has to do Justin Fields helps that quite a bit too with his right. scrambling ability. And then the rookie uh, Herbert, or Khalil Hebert, he ran pretty well when he was in for Montgomery as well, those three or four games. But really, the the Bears offense, if they can run the ball effectively, that's really going to make it a lot easier, I think, for Justin Fields to be effective with the RPO and his ability to scramble and doing things to confuse the Vikings. The Vikings really have to uh, get the Bears in obvious passing situations and then they can turn up the pressure, uh, do things to confuse uh, fields, and get him to maybe make two or three of those mistakes he's been making uh, several times in uh, you know, this season. <laughs> in game. Okay. Yeah, in well, the game. Well, we do have the core center should be there. Kendricks, like I said, the back injury limited. I, I fully expect him to play. Bars there. you got the meet, both meaty boys up front. And... Uh, You'll have Richardson on one side and um, Wanham on the other. So hopefully they can keep that run game contained and pushed forward. If they do that, I agree with you, force Chicago to throw because that's where they are. They're pulling guys off the street to play wide receiver. And it's, by all means, that would put us in the best, best of situations. But this is the Minnesota Vikings. We know how these games go, right? 
We sure do. And uh, last week against the the Steelers, the Vikings defense, well, overall, it was outstanding for three quarters. But they did probably as good a job on run defense those first three quarters as as I've seen them do all year. Now, again, the Steelers run run offense has not been very good all year, but but they really bottled up Harris. He got very little. uh, they, They stopped him for a few tackles for a loss, which is almost unheard of from this defense this year. And then it when the the Cedars got back in the game uh, later on in the second half, it felt like um, they the, the the Vikings run defense stopped doing some of the things that it did very well in the first half. Uh, they they allowed they lost that like that they they didn't set a very good edge uh, right. you know later on in the game they lost containment and Harris was starting in the middle and then making a quick cut busting it outside and we didn't have a linebacker or a defensive end there to turn him back inside and uh, that's the kind of thing that that David Montgomery can also do and do very well and uh, and so you've got to really stop that and yeah, I don't know if I can stay in your lanes play your position. You know, it, hopefully they will. We'll see. It's just weird how the Vikings can do that uh, for good stretches of the game defensively, and then they stop doing it. I don't know whether it's the offense, you know, d- adjust and we don't readjust, or we just don't don't have uh, we just aren't good enough to sustain that for an entire sixty minute game. It's I don't know how you can look so good and then look so bad. Uh, the Bear, Drew points out with the Bears having one of the worst passing games, you think the Vikings would focus on the rush defense, right? <laughs> Drew's funny. Yeah, of course they're not going to, Drew. You know how that simple works. Uh, it's funny. Mm. Oh, yeah. Anyways, but we're going to have a test. Monday night with these guys. Now, and as Raymond points out, prime time. Things don't always work well in prime time for the Vikings. And they don't always work well down in Chicago. Let's move on to, you had talked about Mike Zimmer. Our second point. What's he going to do versus that offense? Um. Ooh, I'm missing. And mostly it, it, you know, and it, you know, it's really a Zimmer versus uh, Justin Fields matchup uh, in this one, I believe, because uh, we've uh, Justin in the, Fields. Oh well, that's okay. I think we all know what Justin Fields looks like, <laughs> and but, but uh, really, if you look at the the basic stats for Fields, uh, they're pretty poor across the board. He's completed less than 60% of his passes, which is very bad in the modern day NFL. Uh, you know, more, way more interceptions than touch, passing touchdowns. Um, he's, uh, you know, holds onto the, the ball a lot in the pocket, which has led to some of the reason why, uh, some of those, that, that high sack rate, uh, that the, the bears have the, the 40, I think 42 sacks they've given up as a team. Uh, some of those are on fields for, uh, you know, holding on to the ball too long. Uh, looks, you know, he gets confused by some of the coverages that defenses are throwing against him. Uh, that, I think, should, if you look at it, you look at, okay, experienced defensive mind, Mike Zimmer versus a rookie QB in the past. That's been a pretty good matchup for the Vikings. Uh, but uh, so really what, 
generally. So really, you got to feel Mike Zimmer has, has got to be looking at ways, uh, much like he did even in the Steelers game. I think he had Watt Roethlisberger and the Steelers offense very confused about what they were going to do. Were they going to bring pressure? Were they not going to bring pressure? They got the, they got the mug. Are mm-hmm. Baron Kendricks coming on the blitz? Are they not coming on the blitz? Is Harrison Smith coming on the blitz, or is he going to back away? Uh, that's a lot of the things that I think you that the Zimmer is going to throw at Justin see. Fields. Yeah, that where he's throwing see. nine guys up there on the line and going, "Who are you blocking? Which one's coming?" Mm-hmm. And in a in a lot of times, uh, it, the Vikings backed off of that heavy pressure look. Uh, but still got pressure because, again, the offensive line was confused. A lot of times it was confused about who to block, and we sent four guys, but sometimes we didn't send the four that you that the offensive line thought we were sending. Right. Or we sent a different guy, uh, you know, three or four plays later than we'd sent in previous with similar looks. Those are the kind of things that I, you would expect that Zimmer will throw at fields, especially if we get in some good passing situations. And he's got to win this battle because uh, – I think that this matchup, it's not going to get any easier. It, it, this is the kind of matchup that's about as easy as one that Zimmer could expect. Rookie QB uh, struggles uh, at times, uh, makes some big turnover. Uh, decision-making is not always the best. Uh, that's something that a veteran defensive coordinator has got to take advantage of. The, the, um, you know, the, the one thing that Fields does really well, though, is that uh, he's much like Lamar Jackson, he's a phenomenal runner as a quarterback. Very, some of the runs he's had this year on scrambles have been, well, they're definitely high real, highlight real stuff. Uh, he can escape pressure and get really hurt you with a scrambling ability. And he's got a big arm, so he can make the big throws on the run uh, as well. He can hurt you with that, and he will hurt the Vikings at times with that. But I feel if they have a good rush plan and Armand Watts talked about this in his media availability this week about how the Vikings are working on a good rush plan he didn't get into specifics but you can kind of figure out what's going to be done ends have got to you know again create contain on the outside don't let Justin Fields break outside and don't give him a whole lot of running lanes inside easier said than done but they're going to try to do that and then they'll blitz when the opportunity presents itself uh, but they have to win that battle, and they have to uh, prevent Justin Fields from doing to us what Lamar Jackson did with us in the Baltimore game. Lamar Jackson did not have a very good game throwing the ball, but he ran for, what was it, 150 yards or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and, uh, and he, did make, uh, he escaped multiple sacks multiple times, uh, and uh, he just killed us on the run. And uh, that's the thing that Fields can also do. Uh, and uh, that's the thing that Mike Zimmer hey, and when we the Viking Chicago players have to feel. It was Mitch Trubisky doing that thing. That's right. That's right. As, as, and uh, Trubisky, Tr- Trubisky is, is not a great quarterback as he is. Uh, right. was certainly a much better passer uh, you know, in the past two years than Fields is right now. Um so the the Mike Zimmer versus Justin Fields, I don't want to call it a chess mass match because uh, <laughs> I don't know that seems like a cliche, but but it's really this is this is a matchup that Mike Zimmer has to win and he should win, and the Vikings yes, defense should. should win. If the Vikings want any chance to go to the uh, into January football, 
they must win at least three out of these four games. And two of those should be against the Bears. So, question is, will they? But that gets us to our next subject, Soldier Field. Soldier Field has always caused the Vikings problems for decades. It doesn't matter who. It happened under Denny Green. It happened under everybody except for Mike Tice. Right? Mike Tice is like, what's wrong, people? I beat these guys. Um, no, but it even caused Mike Tice problems because they had Devin S. Not, not in Soldier Field, though. I, he beat him at home, but he didn't beat him in Soldier, Soldier Field, Field that often. There was, I still remember Tice wanting to rip Cluey's uh, head off for kicking to Devin Hester after he told him, don't kick to him. Anyways, back in the, there's all sorts of things. But we're, see, we're talking about Hester and kick punt returns. Seawise and a few of the others have said, we've got to watch out for their special teams because they have some good special teams, as indicated by the special team score. Uh, yeah. Joseph with Bud Grant, it was great. Yeah, a different time period and different coach, different style of football. Yes, almost everything was much better with Bud Grant. Um, Indeed. But this is... Yeah, it's weird it's weird to, I, I don't know, it, it's weird to come up with a like a topic for a game and, and, and bring up the stadium because the stadium has nothing to fucking do with, like, you know, how the game should really go. But uh, for whatever reason, like you said, doesn't matter what how good the Bears team is or how bad the Bears team is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter what quarterback the Bears have. It doesn't seem to matter what players they roll out there. Uh, the Vikings always play flat they come out flat they play poorly they turn the ball over they struggle on offense and defense on and on and on it goes and i don't know why uh, but it just always happens i wish that somebody would detonate a nuclear bomb on that goddamn <laughs> stadium and get it out because i don't want to see i'll be very happy when the bears move out to that stadium they're planning on building somewhere in the burbs in Illinois and get away from soldier field because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's, it's the outdoors, it's the crappy field conditions at soldier field that you get this. Yeah, this but they time finally of the put turf the, in there because the field, oh God, there was so many years where we'd come out there, go out there to play and guys would come with torn up knees and everything else because the turf was horrible. Um, but they, now, got, they got synthetic turf now versus grass. It'll probably still be crappy uh, just for this game, but uh, I, I, I did. But the Vikings somehow—I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't have any strategy for this, but they have to come out and play a clean game. They—they they have to come out and play smart football. They have to come out and establish. Uh, earlier in the week, there was a question about like uh, should the the Vikings actually Drew posed it um, on the the Gallhorn site about you know how is the Vikings offense? How should they attack the, the Bears defense? Uh, Cook struggled in a lot of the games against the Bears. Um, he's never had a good game at Soldier Field. Last year in the, the November game was about his best. But I should point out that in that game, it wasn't until Akeem Hicks got knocked out of the game for good midway through the second half that the Vikings right. really ran the ball effectively. And uh, he's back this week, right? Uh, maybe he'll get hurt again. But uh, I, you know, I really, I really feel that if Cook does not have a good game uh, and I don't mean 200 plus yards but kind of at least not getting tack not getting negative yardage at least 
having some positive gains, it doesn't, you know, even three or four yards on some carries would be good. If the Vikings can show that they can run, uh, then I, I'll feel pretty good about their chances on offense to move the ball and score the amount of points that they're going to need to win this game. But if we really struggle running the ball, that's going to force us into a lot of obvious pass situations. The Bears get after the quarterback still pretty well, as we saw, and, uh, 40, 40 plus sacks. Now 14 of them are from Robert Quinn. But it's not all on him. They're still generating pressure from other guys as well, or they have been. And uh, I don't want Kirk Cousins at Soldier Field on Monday night uh, having to, you know, everything being on his shoulders because we cannot run the ball because that usually doesn't turn out very well for the Vikings and uh, particularly won't turn out well if the Kirk Cousins who played Thursday night against the Steelers is the Kirk Cousins who plays Monday Monday night against the Bears. And we know he has a hard time with Monday nights. He's only won one his whole career. So, But if that offensive line plays like it did against the Steelers, Cook should have a good – Cook and Kenny Nwongu in relief should have a good game. Well, now the will Wongu be the backup because yes. the Vikings signed Wayne Gallman, uh, and I know no, he's only been with the team the like is he? Yeah, because that was uh, that was a bit of a question. Uh, everybody was like, "Well, why are you signing Gallman?" Uh, but if if Rose is out and Madison's out, you need somebody else, yeah. right? So. Gallman's a body. He probably will, won't play, but uh, I, I'm happy to see Wongu as the as the the backup. Let's see what he can do. We've been we've been kind of crying for him to play more, and uh, apparently he's not picking up the offense very well, or that's kind of the rumor. Uh, but uh, how are you going to pick it up if you don't if play? You don't do it. <laughs> and uh, and he'll probably only like like when Madison is backing up uh, Cook. I hope you're uh, right, Drew. It, yeah, no, that that's uh, I saw that on on Ted and Drew's show, and I I thought that was a great take and a great call because I I, I think Wangu will get a third kickoff return this year. I don't know if it'll be against the Bears, but I'm feeling like he's going to take a third one of the house this year. Uh, awesome. I don't know when it's going to be. And that if, would help. And if it's the, Monday night, well, yeah, except for Owen two in the games that Wangu's had a kickoff return touchdown. <laughs> Lost to the Ravens and lost to the 49ers. True. I... Anyway, Soldier Field, uh, never easy for the Vikings, and it would be really, really, really nice to see uh, the Vikings actually play solidly. I feel if they play solidly, they kind of play like they did against the Chargers in L.A., that they could win this game by, hey, hate to say it, but like two touchdowns or more, right? Like, you would, especially when you see, especially when you see the, they don't have to just don't screw everything up like you normally do at Soldier Field. Just play solidly, uh, but that seems to be too much to ask for this team, especially this year and at Soldier Field almost every year. Even the the last three times that we won, 2015, 2017, and last year, those games were like the Vikings really struggled to to pull those ones out we mm-hmm. you know you needed a miracle from teddy bridgewater to, to chuck johnson to set up a game-winning field goal for 2015 you had like uh the the 2017 where harrison smith intercepted trubisky deep in chicago territory to set up a game-winning field goal and last year we dominated ever the game completely on offense and defense and we only won what like by six points yeah brutal mm-hmm. well hopefully We'll see a 
dominating game Monday. However, it's the 2021 season, so we know it'll go down to the last series of plays. Of course. Of course. Which I'm sure ESPN's loving. You know, they'll love it. Hey, tune in. We got two minutes left. Bears trail by three. Join us. That's right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, with that, let's wind this puppy up. Flip back to our main screen. Got any last thoughts going now into Monday night? Games at 7.15 Central. Uh, the other game will already be probably about halftime. Because it starts, I think, at five-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, so. some somewhere like that. So it'll be like halfway over by the time this, this game gets going. Yeah, I, the, I think this is usually the time where uh, we throw in our predictions. And um, I am a lot, I'm not bragging, but I guess I am bragging. But I'm like 3-0 and in my predictions the last three weeks. Cool, bit, keep it up. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm on a well, except that my prediction two weeks ago was the Vikings would lose, and they and they and they did lose. I, I prefer to be I prefer to be wrong when I predict the Vikings lose, and, and on this one, um, um, uh, really, we talked a bit about the Soldier Field thing, Dave, but mm-hmm. uh, I really feel like this the, the script for these Vikings Bears games at Soldier Field it seems to be always the same, and I'm not expecting it to be a whole lot different. Uh, here's how it's going to go. Vikings will struggle on offense, uh, struggle to, to generate any offense the first two, three quarters. Uh, Justin Fields will have his best passing game as a pro against the Vikings somehow. Uh, he'll also run around and create a whole bunch of big plays with his, his legs uh, that will drive us mad. Uh, the Vikings will commit a, a couple of mind-numbing turnovers. Uh, the game will somehow be somewhat close going into the fourth. The Vikings will uh, then rack up uh, a bunch of meaningless yards and points to make it look the game look closer than it actually is, and the Vikings will lose uh, 23 to 13. Whoa! Okay. At Soldier Field, now only to win. Then next week they'll beat the Rams at home. Well, the other thing is like the, Vikings said, are, beat, the Vikings are they got to win at least three out of four if they want a chance to play. They do, Beyond but I, I think that what's going to happen is they're they're going to they're going to finish two and two and go eight and nine. They're going to beat the Bears at home, uh, the last game of the year, and they're going to beat the Rams, but they're going to lose to the Packers and they're going to lose to the Bears here. That's how we I'm seeing see. it. Drew's giving you shit about your blank white wall. Um, oh yeah, well, I'll take it. <laughs> Drew's got a uh, very high scoring affair. Vikings winning eight to five. Obviously giving up a safety in that one, but could be. Uh, Darren, you picked the Bears. I've got to go opposite. I've got to pick the Vikes. Even as things sit now, there was word out of Chicago that half the team has basically given up. Half the locker room is saying, screw it. We wanna, we're planning our golf trips. We're packing it. We're, uh, we're going to tank. Uh, with that... Nagy already knows he's going to be fired, just like Mike Zimmer. And but at least players are playing for Zimmer. They're not playing. If half the team isn't playing for Nagy, things can't go well. You've got a third of the team out due to COVID. Wide receivers are out. I just I cannot see 
the Vikings blowing this one. If they do, it will be an epic failure. Absolutely one of the worst of Mike Zimmer's career, and that's saying something. So I've got to go Minnesota winning probably. Hey, they've been scoring 30 points. So let's go say 31-14 over the Bears. That'd be lovely. At this point, I'll point out that the Vikings lost to a winless team. Oh, two yeah. Weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago. Trust me. Yeah. Detroit Lions. I, but at that time, Detroit didn't have a third of their team out for COVID. So. Yeah, I, true. But the, even that Detroit team, even at full strength, I don't know if it'd be, you'd say it was any better than this Bears team with half the guys out with COVID. It may or may not. But it's the Vikings. It's 2021. We look forward to new beginnings next season. But this season isn't over yet. The Vikings, theoretically, mathematically, the Vikings go 4-0. And the uh, cheese whizzes across the border go 0-4. We can win the division. Come on, Dave. That's why I wore this. Division champions. There you go, Drew. Let's not talk fairy tales here, okay? Uh, Let's get real. Uh, Mathematically uh, possible. I didn't say it was going to happen. I just said it's mathematically possible. Um, Okay. (laughs) With that, thanks for for pointing that detail out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're a week away from Christmas. Football will not stop for Christmas. We'll be here, I think, most of the week. I don't know what shows are coming up, everybody. I know last week I promised a full slate. We started out at the beginning of the week, and everybody said they were going to have them, and then we had shows fall off one, two, three, um, or one and two. Monday shows was there. Tuesday, Wednesday dropped, and we had Thursday. This week, however, I do know Monday, we are planning on two shows Monday night. During halftime, you'll get uh, Climb in the Pocket, CTP, Mondays. They're going to do a halftime update. You'll get the guys there. And then at the end of the game, at the two-minute mark, we will go live with the final score late on Monday evening. I'm sure most of us will be quite uh, lubricated from the inside with a little bit of a holiday spirit, shall we say. And it should be a good (laughs) show. Um, Whichever way the game goes, we're either yelling and screaming or we're yelling and screaming, one or the other. So it should be fun. Join us Monday during and after the game for your next show. What do we say, Darren? We always say, Skull, baby. Skull Vikings. (laughs) Skull Vikings! Thank you. Yeah. I want to thank everybody yeah, for showing up. We can live with more life. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everybody. I had good participation and uh, a lot of people uh, watching. So it's always yeah. nice. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.